is. It doesn't matter what your name is. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. Loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn deniable. Give me what I want. Three ain't enough, now I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. And after tonight, none of you in this ring will ever, ever be the same again. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh wow. Wow, indeed. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. New month, same show. Not the full cast of characters this week, but it is Thursday, July the 2nd, 2020. We are the podcast of the millennium. we got tons to talk about this week, including reminiscing on history and the big dog speaks out and much more. But first, go to threecountthursday.com, where you will find everything Three Count related. You will... Uh, find all of our social media links, our YouTube page, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. Tim's not here. What a, what a maneuver. Yeah, that one. That one. Uh, our Patreon page, uh, our home network, of course, ngscsports.com. We stream daily at liebsports.com. Ryan, that would be... Fuck it. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Do it live! Uh, oh, you have that? I have it now. I told you Are I you was kidding me. I told you I was busy this week. I got some new sound drops and everything. I am tickled pink. It's leibsports.com. There we go. Thing sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can uh, check that out. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast feed, uh, both the full show feed as well as the new hot tag feed, where you'll find our best segments of the week. Over there, uh, we got Ryan and Matt. Maybe Mark's going to join us. Mark's actually been at Hershey yeah, but... Park, um, well, so he's uh, he's he may not be with us. I don't know if Tim's going to jump on, but uh, Ryan, how you doing? Man, I'm I'm glad to be here. I didn't I didn't know if we were going to be able to make it today. A little stumbled out of the gate. Yeah, stumbled out of the gate. Had some technical difficulties, but I'm glad to be here. It's Thursday night. What else would I want to be doing? Right, exactly. I mean, exactly Swimming, hanging out with family eating sleeping all of those things come to mind but here we are we're podcasting yeah we're gonna talk about the grappling that talk. we saw this past what seven days talk about talk about them graps and talking uh about the did, graps and uh matt how you doing doing well um short work week so uh off for the next three days like uh like to start that off by by podcasting. Um, a little disappointed that Ryan has like eighteen things that he'd rather be doing, apparently. But yeah, it's a little strange, Ryan. It is what it is. It was 
four from the top of my head. <laughs> if I thought about it, I could hit 20. 20, huh? Uh, 22. Oh. <laughs> the Undertaker, man. Don't that number would never take that tone with me. Um, all right. But uh, if you are uh, following along with us on the live video, give it uh, a like and a share, please. We'd appreciate that. Get as many people in here as possible. Devin's in here with us. Uh, Nikki in here with us as well. So uh, thank you for joining us here on a uh, on a Thursday night. Um, yeah, I want to I want to debut a new segment here, and it's something I'm going to try to do uh, every week. And it was inspired by Tim, so I'm a little bummed out that Tim's uh, Tim's not with us. But there was something it, one of the one of the topics last week. Tim said on this day, and I could not get this out of my head. On this day. For for like days after the fact. All I could keep hearing in my head. On this day. So I'm like, why don't we do a weekly segment uh, about things that occurred. Oh, damn it, I moved the screen. On this day. On this day. So on this day in 1957, of course, you can Wait, see it. didn't you have a, a sound clip to say that for you, Jim? On this day. In 1957, as you can see above my head, future WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart was born. The Brett Hitman Hart celebrating a birthday today. Uh, oh, thanks, guys. Wow. Wow. What dickheads. Um, I give you guys a for that one. Um, a new, we got a new one. We got, we got a Tim joining us here. That Not our Tim. A new Tim. Joining us in the chat. Hi, Tim. Welcome in. This is his first time here. Devin says he's hey, at the drive-in. Um, That's what I always say. There you go. Uh, and then also, on this day. in 1991, one of the biggest stories of the decade, NWA and WCW slash WCW world champion Ric Flair quits or was fired by WCW over creative differences. Uh, he was scheduled to face Lex Luger at the Great American Bash pay-per-view eight days later. Uh, they were in the midst of a contract negotiation when Jim Hurd told Flair he wanted him to drop the title to Luger. Flair wanted to work out a new contract first. Uh, Hurd then said he wanted Flair to drop the title to Barry Windham. Before the Bash and not appear at the pay-per-view, Hurd then changed his mind again. Um, the belt, which was the big gold belt, was a holdover from the NWA days. Uh, Flair still had a $25,000 deposit down uh, that he had given as a security while holding the belt. Flair said if Heard wanted it, he wanted his deposit back. Uh, a dispute occurred. Um, and then Flair left for the WWF with the belt still in his possession. WWE stripped him of their title uh, and made a new belt to give to the winner of the hastily arranged Luger-Windham match uh, at, the, at the bash, of course. Um, when Flair debuted in the WWF, Bobby Heenan used the uh, used the line "Ice Cream and Horse Manure" promo, where he announced that Flair was coming to the to the company, uh, and compare, compared Flair to Hogan. And then the final On this day. from 2001, the long-awaited debut of the new WCW on Raw from Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington, was a flop. They were given the final hour of the July 2nd Raw. Buff Bagwell and Booker T had what many fans felt was the worst main event in the history of the program. The match was embarrassing and chance of boring, and this match sucks. Uh, were clearly heard throughout. A WWF source said Vince McMahon, quote, absolutely hated the whole WCW segment. Uh, that same night, Billy Kidman defeated Shane Helms for the WCW Cruiserweight title. It was the first time a WCW title would change hands on a WWF show. 
So that, my friends, was the very first. On this day. And it will not be the last. Going to make that a weekly segment. Uh, those uh, those items were pulled from uh, the PW Insider site. You know, Matt, I just I really feel bad for Charles Robinson, Little Nate, and Scotty Too Hotty, who also share a birthday today. But we're only going to recognize Brett the Hitman Hart, or as I like to call him, put an S in front of it, and you understand his name. Who the hell is this? Really a shame. I'm a big Scotty Too Hotty fan. I well, I am too. I mean, oh. but you know, can only have. You can only have so many items. On this day. I mean, it's pretty easy to do, like, birthday shout-outs. Like, just throw them all in there. But, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, birthday is always kind of Ryan's thing. So, you know, but, I mean, if Bret Hart's my guy. Bret Hart's my guy. Oh, so, is that what it was? So, you know, what, okay, I got it. My so that's bad. why I hit. On this day. What's that? I didn't know that you were a Bret Hart guy. You didn't? Wow, I guess well, I didn't know that. And I guess I never. I got you know. I should probably talk about him more. Really, as a, as I should probably, because I probably don't talk about Bret Hart enough. Lord knows he can't talk for himself anymore. Oh, wow. 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 When did when did your Bret Hart fandom start? Was it when you fell in love with the color pink, or was there something else that? Uh, I was all. Really it, made... it was all around the same time. It was all around the same it was, time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen you rock the, the Bret Hart sunglasses in all of your years of fandom. You know, the funny thing is I actually found my, my old pair of Bret sunglasses when I was going through boxes uh, the other month. They uh, The foam around them is, like, completely degraded. And funny thing, those things weren't exactly made for a, cr- a cranium my size. A little snug. A little snug. I put them on. And immediately regretted the decision. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is, this is too tight. This is too tight." Um, but tomorrow uh, is uh, is your boy Joey Janela's birthday, so I want I, I just want to put that on your mind. Jim, okay, okay. So you can set aside maybe fifteen minutes, whatever, for our show tonight to wish Joey Janela a happy birthday. Well, for happy tomorrow. happy birthday, Joey Janela. Oh, that was quick. T- uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, it's his birthday. Tomorrow, manana, yeah, manana, yeah, tomorrow. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's the uh, the new segment. I thought I was, like I said, all Tim's fault. If it doesn't I think work, that's a damn good segment, Jim. You did good. Well, thank you. Let's uh, Thanks for let's... tuning in to Three Count Thursday, folks. <laughs> that's that we're gonna do it. That's that's all we're gonna do. Um, let's uh, this is on this day going to be one of our new segments for the hot tag. Yeah, I'll probably I'll throw it up on the hot tag. I'm you sure would. it will make the hot tag every week. Now, but this is how... this week. What's that? How often will uh, how often will you just find a random piece of Bret Hart history to throw up on the on this day? I guess you're gonna have people are gonna have to tune in every week to find out now, aren't they? I guess so. <laughs> on this day in 2016, Bret suffered the first of. Oh come on! No, 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 no! Fucking Matt, Matt with the low blows tonight, Jeez. man! Wow. My God! I mean, he could have suffered many of things. Jesus, ridiculous! Ridic- that's one. That's a. That's a drop I need to find. That's a, from uh, from Dirty Work. I need to find that one. All right, let's uh, let's jump into it. We did have a the three count question of the week, and it was uh, it was related to uh, a, a a post the other day that I saw on um, 
the WWE on Fox page. It was the the your WWE Mount Rushmore. Um, so I decided to uh, to throw it out there and uh, and and see some of the three count fans uh, Mount Rushmores as well as uh, yeah. I figured we'd we'd get ours here um, as well. Uh, so Ryan, why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off here and uh, and let us know who. Now, do we want to go one at a time, or do you want to give your full, and then we'll just uh, we'll go around? Well, because I didn't plan for this, because I don't, I'm not a good co-host. Clearly, I will come up with the four right off the top of my head. Okay, is it the WWE Mount Rushmore or the wrestling Mount Rushmore? The 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 official uh, the three count question of the week. Says, who is your WWE Mount Rushmore? So I would include okay. slash WWF because it is the same company. But so that, now, okay, when we're when we're quantifying this, because I did put my four of like my four favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But are we? Is that what we're doing, or are we saying like the four wrestlers most important to WWF? The, right. It was kind of, this kind of however you want to interpret it. If you want to make it your personal favorite Mount Rushmore, or if you want to take it as, you know, the four most important superstars to the history of the WWF, WWE. Well, since I already put my four favorite on the Facebook page, when I answer this time, I will do important. Perfect. Perfect. So Ryan, let's, uh, let's... um, my all time favorite wrestler. First of all, the Patriots. Got to be up there. Uh, um, now, my, my Mount Rushmore um, would be probably those who impacted the business um, the most in, in professional wrestling. Um, so my Mount Rushmore would be built as they were making their impact, is, is how I would think of it. Uh, it would be uh, Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. and The Rock. And the Undertaker would be my four faces of, okay. of Mount Rushmore. Okay, uh, Matt, who did who is your uh, Mount Rushmore? In terms of importance to the industry, it would be pretty similar to what Ryan did. So um, Hulk Hogan is on there, Stone Cold is on there, The Rock is on there, and I'm only replacing Undertaker with Cena just because it's that new era. Um, and seen as important just because you have three people from the early 90s through the attitude already um, if you're keeping Undertaker on there. so Yeah, mine, um, and, I, and I kind of interpret it as the most important to the company. Um, so mine, and, and it's right there, Hogan, Rock, Austin, Cena. Um you know, we and and I, I had a hard time. Cena and Andre were kind of were kind of because I'm like, you know, if you don't have Andre, I don't think Hulkamania probably means as much because you don't get WrestleMania three, so you don't get Hulkamania, and then you know, but it's like you know, I I I, I do still think that that Hogan, just based on um. You know, because when he won his first title from the Iron Sheik, the, you know, there was a level of importance to him. And there was, uh, you know, he was he was very popular. So so I thought maybe we could have gotten Hulkamania without, uh, um, without 
Andre. And then, you know, Austin and Rock, they just kind of go together, you know, through the Attitude Era. And, you know, I don't I don't know if WWE wins the war and is still WWE without both of those. I mean, maybe if you would have had just Austin or maybe just The Rock. But I, and I think both of them are so critical. And then, you know, John Cena speaks for himself. I mean, you know, the, the last 15, almost 20 years of – of uh you know through through John Cena is i mean it's it's immeasurable and then you know the, so i had to i i i bumped Andre for Cena now um now Matt you said you had posted your four like favorites Ryan mm-hmm. i'm going to kind of put you on the spot too but i'll go to Matt first and and cuz i just wrote mine down in terms of like my my favorites and then just for fun let's do our our top 4 women as well um, to the WWE. So, uh, Matt, why don't we go ahead with your top four, like your Mount Rushmore for your favorites? All right. Um, and I do need to look it up because um, sometimes that changes for me. Um, so, Eddie, Sean, and Triple H were for sure on there. Um, and it's always going to be the fourth one that kind of fluctuates depending on mood, depending on like what I just watched. Um, and while I'm like filling time as I scroll through Facebook to find where I actually posted that, um, I would also say that um, Vince um, would probably be someone that you can put on for importance, not just because he's the owner of the company, but the whole like heel owner. Sure. Um, and being that type of like villain that wrestling really needed um, and Austin was the other one I put on before, but um, Vince, I think like you can see that in any indie wrestling federation, like every single indie sure. fed at this point has like that heel, you know, not just Jason, the perfect donor, but like, uh, you know, a lot of other companies as well, just kind of bought into that just because it's so easy to do. And I think Vince kind of made that the norm for wrestling. I'm, so. I'm sorry. Who, who did you say? Huh? What not not just Jason the what who was that? The person the person Gunner Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long way for a fart show, uh, man. It, cer- it certainly did. I hope it gets back to him too. Um But yeah, so so it was otherwise my answer was Guerrero, <laughs> Michael Triple H, and then uh Stone Cold. All right, very good. Uh Nikki here in the comments said her t- her um Mount Rushmore, Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, HBK. Um, and then uh, Tim says the three-count Mount, Mount Rushmore, Shannon Moore, Shane Helms, Evan Courageous, and Tank Abbott. Hey, so you're I getting, love it. I you're love getting it. the uh, Kobe. the Kobe Taker from, from last week uh, for that one. Um, my top four in terms of favorites, and I, I mean, I guess I'm going to surprise you guys with this one. Bret Hart, number one. Um, I know. It's surprising. Um, one, huh? Yeah. Woo, happy birthday, Brad. Woo, <laughs> uh, Undertaker, uh, Triple Fucking H, and Stone right Cold. Put him right at the home. Put him back to bed. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Undertaker, Triple H, and Stone Cold round out my uh, my top four uh, favorites. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Those are really good favorites. Um, I don't think. I think I think Matt Matt made a great call. You don't you don't have what we have today without Vince McMahon, so I think he would probably deserve that. And he probably deserves to be on 
an important one more than than some of the people that we said. Yeah, I and you know I I only thought of it, and, and it's funny. Like I only thought of it as performers, but you forget that you know Vince what, was what a was also a performer was. as well, and I mean he is a former ECW champion as well. So it's not even. I mean, what what is the Attitude Era without Vince? That, like that's a, what what is Stone Cold Steve Austin if not Vince? Yeah, if um, not for Vince McMahon, that's a great call. Yeah, it's a really good point. But Ryan, go ahead. Um, so, um, uh, with um, I will, I will not include Vince in mine. Um, I, I did just go with like wrestlers. Uh, I would be Austin Taker, Mick Foley and, uh, the ultimate warrior. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I, got, I got a patriotic warrior shirt. My brother uh, got me that for you Christmas. You know what? When I think of the United States of America, I think of the ultimate, ultimate warrior. warrior. <laughs> that is the first name that comes to mind. I mean, isn't, isn't ultimate warrior your like favorite wrestler of all time wasn't that um it's probably it it would probably bounce between him and austin of of like my all-time favorites um and i as a kid like it it was warrior absolutely growing up the the face paint the tassels i remember having like folders of warrior like in (laughs) school um obviously austin was my teenage years it was angsty kind of angry you know, give the finger to people like that was that spoke a lot to me at that time, too. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it depends when you ask me, but it should probably Austin followed by Warrior real close. Yeah. I mean, there were two different paths for high school. You were either like the angsty Austin giving the finger. Or you were on the DX giving people the suck it sign. So um, that's, fair. that's that's kind of where Ryan and I'm converged. Right, <laughs> right. Path. I yeah. was more on the DX side. Jim, you were you were more the warrior guy taking off your clothes and running through the hallways and shaking yeah, the ropes, right? Hundred percent. I got in so gimmick, much trouble yeah. for doing that and I never learned my lesson. Never. It was just just up, Every day up, up the one side of the middle gym. school and I would loop through the gym and I'd come you know, always come back down. You start at the cafeteria, go up, and then once I'm really tired, you know, I still have to go up like the other half of the school and then I, I eventually like after about like six period, I get around and and start coming down. Then, yeah, I was, right. st- I was still fat and slow and and out of shape back then. I mean, much better than I am now. When they had Stromboli days. That was that was the days you really morphed into. Did all they the have Strombo- Did they have the Stromboli in uh, in middle school? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe not. It was definitely high school. Definitely high school <laughs> because we used to haul out of the the broadcasting room to make sure we got there in time. That bully was the shit. It was, that was so good. Apparently, it's it's no good anymore. Apparently it's all like health. That. It's like all healthified now. Oh, Thanks, Obama. Yeah, it's like all it's a, it's all like whole wheat, like the like the 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 crust, and it just come on, come on. I'm sure the yeah, meat's no not good. green anymore either. Like I do remember that about the bully is is the meat was kind of a greenish tint, but it was delicious. It was all part of the game. See, I got I got more up for the the pizza boat day than oh, pizza boat day. Pizza boat was good. I did the. I did the really enjoy stick. though um, the the pizza sticks, but the day every so often Stromboli Day would fall the day after Cheesesteak Day, and if you were lucky enough, you would get the cheesesteak Stromboli. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing something uh, on like the local community page on the Facebook where they're taking like popular foods from this area. Oh, like I the saw local that. Bud. Uh, and and the Warwick School District 
peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches made the list that used to come in like the wax paper bag i have yeah. the re- i actually have the recipe for that that somebody posted in that group years it's, ago it's butter isn't it yeah they, it's they it's peanut butter, butter marshmallow and butter <laughs> which like i'm sure two of at least two of those items are no longer allowed in schools I peanut believe, butter yeah, and butter right i mean during wrestling season the 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 fluffer nutters were like the go-to item if you were trying to make weight like you eat three of those you're gaining like six pounds oh i bet yeah, that's why I ate three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan and I were trying to gain weight. We succeeded. Right, that's, was, that's why we were doing it. We yeah, we definitely we definitely succeeded. And then you know after you drink or after you eat them, you always I'm gonna drink a big glass of milk because you know it's to get all that fluffer nutter in your teeth. You just gotta wash it down. Um, all right, uh, Lou joining in. Lou, how's how's it going, Lou? Uh, Josh What's says. Up, Lou? Josh says his uh, top four, Rock, Eddie, Cena, and Edge, um, which, you know, it's Edge. On this day. Uh, <clears throat> Tim has his four as Dusty Rhodes, Eddie Guerrero, The Undertaker, and Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Uh, just going to catch a few here from Twitter and Facebook. Rodney has Austin Foley, Vince, and Charlotte Flair. Um, which, uh, th- there wasn't a lot that had uh, that had females, especially current um in their uh, in their top four of all time, uh, Charlie says Hogan, Austin, Andre, and Taker. Uh, jumping over here on the uh, the Facebook, um, Justin has Taker, Hogan, Rock, and Cena. Um, Lee has Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant. Uh, Mario had Hogan, Bruno, Andre, and the Undertaker. Bradley Taker, Orton, Styles, and Reigns. Um, so yeah, I mean we saw we saw quite a uh a different Ryan, your uncle Jason had the Brooklyn Brawler, and that was it. Why wouldn't you? Just one one face. One face on Mount I Rushmore. Appreciate his contributions. Just that's a monument. That's not a that's a, yeah, but he's close. Yeah, but hey, and maybe I don't know, maybe they they carved it four times. I don't know. Um and, and Brawler hasn't been canceled yet, so that's good. That's true. He has not. That one's at least still standing. Um <laughs> and uh and let's uh, let's go to women. If we, let's do our top four, our our all time uh, women. Nikki uh, threw hers on there. Wendy Richter, Medusa, Bull Nakano, and Awesome Kong. So that's it. You said Nikki. I thought you were starting yours off with Nikki Bella, and I was. <laughs> I heard the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, Ryan, do you have uh, do you have your four women? Yeah, much like you, it's just four Brie Bellas. Don't you dare take that tone with me. Uh, it would be it would be um, two from an earlier era. I think Trish and Lita would belong on there. Um, absolutely, no questions asked. The woman, in my opinion, now that carries um, the the division is Charlotte Flair. Uh, and then you absolutely cannot make a woman's monument without China on it. So China is my fourth. Uh, Matt. Um, if we're talking importance into the industry, um, I'm going to go with May Young, China, Trish, China, <laughs> and, uh, thank you. And, um, it's tough, but, um, I'm going to give my fourth to Stephanie. Um, okay. Just in terms of importance. 
wait, wait, wait. So you're willing to potentially memorialize Vince McMahon and Stephanie and no mention of Shane in this whole conversation. I mean, we haven't gotten to like just <laughs> all time like best. Yeah, we're well, not. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I got it. That's we, fair. We did favorite and we did important to the industry, but we didn't do just like the best in-ring performers of all time. Right. What's bigger than Mountain Rushmore? That's what he would get. I get you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, my four uh, are, are Trish. China. Lita. And, of course, I, how could I make a list without? You can look, but you can't touch. You can't um, no. I thought you were going to say Bret Hart again. So, <laughs> surprise to me. Um. And I was anticipating Natty. Uh, it, it is not Natty. It is not Natty either. Um, no, I think my my number four uh, would probably be Sunny. Um, you know, like, and I know she wasn't an, an in-ring superstar, but if you look at, you know, the, like the scope of especially our, like, wrestling. I know, Ryan, stop it. Uh, like, But, I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, the, the mid-90s, and from the, you know, the, the cartoony era through, like, the new generation into the Attitude Era, I mean, Sonny was a huge part of that. I mean, let me know if, if she gives you the discount on the OnlyFans <laughs> for this. For this <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was shooting for. You know, it just, you got to shoot your shot at some point. Um, Wait, she, but She was uh... – I mean, after they won Atomic Show, we had become friends on Facebook, but she has become that insufferable that I had to unfriend Sonny, which is like 13-year-old Ryan is real pissed off at at (laughs) 36-year-old Ryan, but 36-year-old Ryan understands. Yeah. Off the deep end, man. Yeah. You know, and like I said, this is is all about, this is all about, you know, on, on WWE screen persona not any other screen wwf or wwf yes um once once you got the e out yeah um tim says his uh his women would be uh medusa china stephanie mcmahon uh dixie carter uh he said that's a great call man that's really good on the wcw yeah i mean yeah he said medusa slash alondra blaze but i mean sure no i mean she was very impactful in wcw uh, Nikki says she did an indie show. Sunny was there, and she was let down. Yeah, most people are. <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Uh, you know, if if you've met if you've met Sunny, uh, you're probably you probably were let down. Um, so let me ask you this before we move on, because sure. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but like Funko did tweet out, give us five wrestlers that we have not made a Funko. Oh figure shit! No, I didn't see that. Um, and they said you can't. You have to pick five. No more, no less. Wow. Um, and they can't already have a figure made. So to to me, that meant like no, like mankind, because there is the McFoley. Sure. Um, so I I tweeted mine out, but um, now I'm putting you guys on the spot with that. Um, uh, I got to pick five. Uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, uh, Skinner, Duke Drozzy, uh, Max Moon. <laughs> <laughs> The Beverly Max, Brothers. Do you know Max Moon was yeah the Beverly Brothers? That's fine. Do you know Max Moon was he was known as something else when he first debuted, and when he first debuted, it was at Hershey. It was and it was a different. And I forget the name. I just saw it as I was like, 
I pulled up an old Superstars or something from uh, on the network, and it was from the Hershey Park Arena, and it wasn't. I didn't know that it, it was Kane the Undertaker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Max Moon. It was like Mega Man in a wrestling ring. Was was like kind of how I always compared the Max Moon character. I, I believe I believe two different people portrayed Max Moon. As I always well. thought like, it was it just was Conan. Supposed to be somebody really quick, and then it was Conan. Yeah, I, I always knew it as just Conan. I didn't know that it was it was anybody else. Man, five that haven't that haven't been done. Um, this is also testing my knowledge of, yeah. of who exactly has has. Uh, I have a list printed somewhere. I have because I, I was keeping track of which ones I have. Well, I well, think I did, like I, I went up to because I have all of them at this point. So I like went up to double check when I <laughs> tweeted it out to make sure that like some of the ones I was thinking weren't on the list. And now that I'm looking at the five that I did tweet, I, there's one notable omission for me um, that I would really like to see. I mean, Eddie, Eddie's one of them, like because there has it not was, been an Eddie Guerrero, so I, I definitely would put Eddie in there. Um, Nikki says she wants a Barry Horowitz. That's a that's a that's a great. <laughs> I love I love Barry Horowitz. Um, man, uh, let's see here. Because I'm gonna you know, go with the. Uh, I would go with Lita. Okay, for sure. Eddie Guerrero obviously made my list. Well, there was uh, there Shane hasn't McMahon. there hasn't been a Trish, right? <laughs> there there has been a Trish. Okay. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Has there been in Austin? Multiple. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was yeah variants of the one. I would love to see a Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll go British Bulldog, Owen Hart, Jim Neidhart. <laughs> that knocks off three for me. Um, <laughs> Natty. Natty. There we go. There's my. There's my five. Um, yeah. See, it's it's a little hard for me because I like I don't own all of them, and I, I don't know who's been. I mean, I'll, I'll give you mine, and you, yeah. you'll laugh. You'll laugh at the one, um, and I would scratch that one off, um, and replace it with someone else. So. I had Eddie Guerrero, I had China, I had um, Jim Ross, okay. I had Edge, and then I had the Big Show. Um, but you can take the Big Show <laughs> and put in Gold Dust. Um, okay. With me, I, 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 I did. I kind of thought Gold Dust, and I was like, but it, you know, at the same time, like obviously, right now that that isn't going to happen. Neither would the Jim Ross at this point, unfortunately. I mean, unless uh, AEW gets in the Funko business, which I'm shocked they haven't. New Japan, New Japan dabbled in it. Well, yeah, because there was what the Cody was there Cody Bucks and Omega, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I did I buy the Cody one? I may have bought the Cody one. We know I didn't buy the Young Bucks one. The Cody one's solid. Yeah, it's, it's, the Young Bucks ones are, are pretty cool too. I got the Hot Topic one, um, but. I don't know. I just didn't know if like you guys could think of any glaring omissions, especially from like '80s Attitude Era, even that. The biggest one I can think of was the Dean Ambrose pop that never came out. Right. Okay. You know, that's probably the big one. They had Seth Rollins like 21, Roman Reigns was 23, and they never released the number 22 WWE Funko Pop, which I'm assuming had to be for Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Right. Um. Was there ever day like? 
it just skips right the fuck over. Like they could go back and just release anybody as twenty two. Right. Why not? I guess. Josh says Ray Mysterio. I don't believe there's a Mysterio. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, is there? Yeah, um, number like four. Man, Nikki's awesome. Bastion Booger. <laughs> Oh man, um, Ludwig Borga. Uh, there was never a, a, a Sable one, was there? No, because she's. Not I think classic. she's. She's. <laughs> she, she's kind of more or less seems to be almost like excommunicated from like WWE history. You don't see her brought up in in much of anything, really. Um, so you know, there, there's one that I can think of from from the kind of the Attitude Era. Uh, that there's I, not a Sunny Pop either. <laughs> No, um, uh, I don't think there was ever like a like a, a Jerry the King Lawler. Like I like I think if you could do a do the set of like Lawler and King would be a solid set. Um, there was never an X Pac or a, or a New Age Outlaws. No, no. This thinking of like great like you know the King and Jr. as a commentary team, I would love to see a Gorilla and Bobby set. Oh. Would be solid. Um, Bobby Heaney would be great. Nikki says Deborah as well. Um, was there a uh, shit? I just had it. There was never like a Mister Perfect. Um, you know, so you, you, you know, you can kind of dig yeah. back into a some Texas tornado with a wooden foot or something like Jesus. that. It'd be a lot of good choices. Um, Paul Diamond was the other Max Moon. Tim Tim says. Paul uh, Diamond. Yes. He was also Cato in the Orient Express. Uh, Charlie's with us. How we doing? Paul Bearer Funko Pop would be pretty awesome too. Holding the urn. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a great one. Uh, there's not a hacksaw Jim Duggan. There's, I mean, there's there's a lot. There really is a lot they could go with. I feel I feel like the you know like the the early '90s, like when we, really when we were were first getting into wrestling. Would be a would be a great kind of set to dig into because you had a lot of great characters. Like I feel like once you got into the Attitude Era, it was just like you know Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman, and nothing against those guys, but like it's literally just like human, <laughs> you know, like uh, guy with beard. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like like a Doink the Clown, Duke the Dumpster, Drozzy, uh, you know, like di- different characters that had um, you know face paint or masks or what have you. I think. Was that where Kane? Funko yeah. Pop? Okay. Yeah, see, I don't... That's I don't, actually a pretty solid pop, too, yeah. I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, those are those are a couple that uh, that, that, that come uh, come to mind uh, as well. So, um, that's, a, that's a great topic, though. I need to... I actually need to, like, dig in a little bit more and, and, and figure out which ones I don't have. And I'm, not, I'm never going to... I'm never going to hunt down and get all of them. At this point, there's no way. But there's probably some... That I um that I want to that I want to get that you I want to really have to stay on top of it because once they're like out of line and the price just skyrockets like the Rey Mysterio pop are worth like a hundred and twenty dollars now the the AJ Lee one that I have is worth like two sixty holy so shit if I was ever in a pinch I could try to sell it but like I mean when you get those for like ten dollars and like if you wanted to then turn around and flip them you can make well are the 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 punk ones are still going for crazy numbers too i bet about like 120 or so um wow so the aj lee ones are going even more but like i think that's the most expensive one probably in the set right is aj lee 
every yeah. every so often there uh, there's like it's like M3 toys or something uh will do these like like mystery boxes where you just where you buy you know you buy one for like 10 bucks and you'll get like you know two pops or something in it and the, the there was a couple of times where they had uh, CM Punks on there and one of them was the 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 variant with like the 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 pink and black the, the yeah and uh yeah i want to say it was like i want to say it was like 50 bucks but you got like three or four pops in the box and i and i almost jumped on it but yeah then again like if you don't get one of the the high value ones you just end up like with two lucky charms and a cinnamon toast crunch or something you know which i mean no i mean i love cinnamon toast crunch but like i'm, I'm not dropping 50 bucks for a cinnamon toast crunch funko pop I mean, you could have said Dax, Dax Prescott and even fine, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, Dax Shepard Prescott. Um, yeah, it's the same guy. It's his middle name. Fuck you. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of fell behind because I was wanting to do the same thing with the um, the retro figures, and they like they came out. It seemed like every like two months, but then like the local WalMarts and stuff never had them. Thanks. They did have them. Thanks, buddy. Very fucking pizza. Th- yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, uh, but. Uh, you know, so now it's just a matter of, like, I think, I think, like, six months ago or something, I went on and I found a full series on eBay. So, you know, I, I just, I just have to, I have, I have a list written down of the ones I still need. Charlie says, off topic, he wants an Arthur Fleck Joker pop. Cool. Not, not my, not my bag, but. Uh, Didn't love the movie. I don't know. Um, was that the, was that the. Joker. Yeah, the Jack Queen Phoenix. uh Joker is that the one? Is that the movie? I think so. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. It's out of all the things I, uh, I, I should be doing throughout this time. I should be catching up on movies. Um, I'm still on episode Although, episode two of the Big Show show. I do have Netflix. Yes, which is exciting. You're Netflixing now. Which did is you at least get the Fiend Funko Pop? I haven't yet. I do that. That's one I definitely. That one's, uh, I definitely need to pick up, and I may, I may actually uh, do that th- this weekend. Um, grab the a couple rogue, of the Rogue Taker one was pretty good too. That's a solid one. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh... Sasha Banks doesn't have one, does she? Yeah, she does. Oh, well, I was unaware. Um, oh no, it is. she's in like uh, I think it's uh, the pink attire, I believe. Yeah, she has the boss sunglasses on. Yes, the boy. Yep, yep, yeah. You're right. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move ahead here. Um, obviously, a lot of the news over the last couple of weeks. Again, we weren't live last week um, for the for the regular show. Is uh, there's been a lot of news, changing news regularly about um, the the COVID nineteen and the WWE and uh, AEW and things like that. So over the last couple of weeks, obviously, there's been a lot of rumors. Um, there's been some uh, WWE superstars that have uh, tested well, positive. An old logo. Yeah, that is an old logo. <laughs> um, I still have. I, I actually just found my Big Jim Sports shirt the other day. There it is. That's awesome. Uh, I, I have them. It's mine's got to be buried somewhere. Um, the the known positives in the WWE that we know of uh, are Renee Young, Jamie Noble, Adam Pierce. And Kayla Braxton, who apparently uh, has tested positive twice, um, don't know. Didn't know Third that was the charm, guy. Didn't Third know that was a charm. thing. Now, then again, one one of them could have been a false positive, which is a 
has been a problem with some tests. So there's no guarantee that she's actually been infected twice. Um, there's been rumors of uh, what has been reported dozens or more, 30 or more, um, between talent, producers, etc. Um, but we know of those four. Uh, now the WWE is conducting regular testing. The family and friends as fans has been discontinued uh, with the WWE. They went. They had more testing earlier this week ahead of the Great American Bash tapings, um, which the first uh, episode aired um, last night. Um, and now uh, WWE has indicated that social distancing, masks, and other measures will be mandatory moving forward. Um, and, and if you've looked in the crowd for the last, I think it was SmackDown, Raw, and NXT last night, uh, and just as we said two weeks ago here, you have the masks on the shop site. That's you're, you, It's an easy merch push as well. Um, but uh, they are now wearing them uh, around the ring. Um, so, I mean, there, obviously with only four known uh, positives, I, I mean, the, the bottom line is, and we had talked about it before, is the WWE could have been doing this better for a while. They absolutely could have, um, and unfortunately, what happened is uh, employees started getting sick um, and and almost kind of derailed everything. And you're also in an unfortunate situation where Florida is just, I mean, exploding uh, in terms of cases. They had over 10,000 new cases today. Um, so both AEW and yeah and WWE, you know, are, are taping. Um, in, in the state of Florida. So, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a scary situation. It's a, it's, it's a, you know, but the thing I, the, the, if there's, the, the, there's not, it sounds weird to say anything good coming out of this, but is, is the fact that WWE, because of their own miss, you know, missteps at best, uh, failure at worst, they, they've kind of been forced to have to test now. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's kind of a thing that's happening and they're, they're, you know, wearing masks and whatever. Um, the, so, so there's not, not a whole lot to, to discuss unless you guys want to give your thoughts on just kind of the WWE's kind of handling, mishandling of the whole situation. I, I think it was mishandled. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you can correct it from where you're at where you can just pretend it's not an issue. I think uh, a lot of, a lot of Americans in general, uh, once things started to open up, hoped and wished that, that this coronavirus was going away um, and, and kind of got lulled into a false sense of security. Uh, and we are seeing right now the, uh, the results of that, of, uh, you know, people flooding beaches, people, you know, not social distancing in stores, um, you know, people fighting, orders to wear masks you know just uh, austin aries <laughs> like, low-key from it myself i just I, I hate i hate even wasting time talking about it yeah I'm just at that point like yeah. wrestling it was my escape from that bullshit and now it's it's part of you know until they figure out how to do it safely or whatever and i get fox probably has some sort of mandates and rules oh and, yeah TNT wants new live episode. I get that, but come on, there's got to be something that somebody can do. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think um, wrestling was just kind of the one testing the waters sooner than everyone else. Um, and they fell into the whole, hey, come on in, water's great situation. Everyone just kind of dove in, and now we're seeing that. Um, and as more people were getting in, you know, wrestling tried to swim further out from shore. Um, and, it, you know, it's just kind of a mess now. Um, so I think we're going to be taking a few steps back, unfortunately. Um, but it's going to be the right decision to make. Um, and it's a shame because I think we were kind of getting close uh, at one point to, you know, where we could kind of test the waters out and, you know, not to get political, but, you know, certain people didn't want to hear that. Um, so, you know, when I go into a Walmart or a Lowe's or a grocery store and I just see people without masks, it's just, just kind of tells me, you know, who really does care about, you know, right getting back to normal life and who just wants to do what they want to do watch the world burn <laughs> right so um it is unfortunate i think we we all kind of were relying heavily on wwe to just kind of give us that escape because we weren't getting anywhere else um and it, they just pushed it too far um i think they had a pretty good plan in place to start and then, like, as things happened, they were just like, well, let's try this. Let's try this. And they should have just stayed the course. And unfortunately, they didn't. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and, and I, trust me, and I've, I've come around and I've agreed with everybody that the, the shows that have had, you know, wrestlers in the crowd as quote-unquote fans, um, it's a, you know, it, it, it comes across better than without. Because we're used to watching it with a full arena full of crowd. But like, man, if if w, like if WWE could have kind of stayed the course with the empty arena, um, I'm not saying they would have dodged everything, but I feel like once they kind of went with the AEW model, then they kind of started bringing in like the friends and family thing, and then things just kind of got out of hand. Um, now, I guess last night, uh, AEW had the wrestlers at ringside – they had people in the crowd, friends and family, up in like the amphitheater, um, and there's there was a report today that some of them may have may only have had the the temperature check and questionnaire when they came in. Um, now the people closer to ringside were actually tested. The people further away, they never got up close, um, and they were apparently like they weren't sitting next to each other. It was kind of, you know a bunch of seats around. So it was, you know, people were kind of isolated to themselves. Um, but to me, you know, so, you know, cause everybody's wanted to point the finger at WWE. Don't get me wrong. WWE has, has done it wrong for longer. So, you know, they're not without blame, but also, you know, AEW is not without blame, uh, either. Uh, and so it's just, you know, it sucks. It really does. It, it, it sucks. It's a crappy thing. Um, yeah, Nikki says she works at Walmart and uh, customers uh, there are without masks, which, you know, and that's, you know, for me, I've, I've been as just about as isolated as possible. Um, but when I do go out, I mean, even if I go for a drive, I take a mask in case something happens with my car or, you know, I'm going to be protected. But, um, yeah, Charlie asked, and I had this down. Um, I had this down. I don't know if you guys saw any of the, the Wednesday night shows last night, uh, but Taz kind of – 
man, he he fired a shot straight across the bow. Uh, he uh, was obviously talking about because the the Moxley versus Brian Cage match is supposed to be, I believe, next week at Fighter Fest. It has been bumped back because John Moxley, of course, married to Renee Young, uh, who is COVID positive, um, and uh, so that match, Brian Cage, has been moved back to two weeks from last night at uh, at Fight for the Fallen. Um, so Taz, uh, in his promo took a shot saying, uh, you know, in part, if you decide to get your ass here to work next week, you would get tested again. Cause he talked about the, the, the two tests that he's already had tested negative. Um, be, and he said, because John, as you know, we do not run a sloppy ship. Um, obviously referring to WWE pro wrestling observer, uh, late last night, uh, many in AEW were not happy uh with uh with the shot that Taz took uh at WWE. And like here's the thing. And I, I tweeted this last night. Um and it, it you know because it's been a common theme. If at any point WWE has taken a shot whether it's Triple H in the Hall of Fame speech, having fun with Billy Gunn, there's been uh, there's been other things at points. Um there's a lot of people that are like why is WWE got to be the bully picking on AEW? Um but then like people loved what Taz said last night. I love it both ways. Like, if every, everybody wanted to talk about Wednesday Night Wars and things like that, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get each side taking shots at each other. Uh, MJF last night d- directly looked square in the camera and said, we're in a ratings war, and that's why you have me out here. Like, right. so, and, and two weeks in a row now, NXT has won. Now, AEW closed the gap a little more this week, but, like, Guess what? Like, this... uh, but what about the key metrics? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Alvarez dropped the rating numbers. Then he dropped uh, that AEW still won in the primary demographic, and then he followed that with, "All right, I'm out of Twitter for a while." Like, what a fucking douche! Um, but like, here's the thing, man. I love it. Like, I love it. Like, I heard the shit. Like, I heard what he said, and like, I noticed that even like the the wrestlers at ringside, nobody really reacted when he said it. Like when MJF took the you know said the ratings were a thing, people cheered. When MJF took the uh, said it about Jungle Boy, he's like, you should be counting your dad's money in L.A. People kind of went, whoa. <laughs> nobody reacted to Taz, which tells me nobody knew that was coming. Um, yeah, but uh, but I loved it, like you know, and you know, I, I I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I I loved what Taz said. Isn't it? Isn't it all fair and love and war? I mean, let's let's bring that Kobe. shit on. What do you expect it's going to be? You take pot shots. I do it. I do it with you, Jim. You're a Cowboys fan. We take shots at each other for that. You know, doesn't mean we don't like each other. Exactly. Doesn't mean, you know, we don't meet each other on other levels. It's 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 uh, rivalry, and, and it, it's a great. Absolutely, bring it on. I want all of the pot shots. Yeah, hundred percent. All of them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no issues with it. It, it has to go both ways. So, um, I mean, coming from Taz versus coming from Triple H, <laughs> two very different scenarios. But at the same time, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm always go Kobe. Yeah, it's you know, and and like that's what it's supposed to be. Like you know, and you know, I I you know, I also think that. T- today's landscape is a lot differently, a lot different than it was um, when it was WCW versus WWE. Because you know, a like WWE, <sighs> WWE at this point isn't gonna—they're not gonna buy out 
AEW. I think we even said before on this show, AEW is going to last as, as long as Tony Khan wants to fund it. Um, because that's the thing they they are they are business people, and and if if AEW starts to not make money, they're gonna they're gonna cut it loose because they they're not they're not wrestling people they're business people the WWE that that's why they're always gonna keep striving to stay in business and stay on top of business and like you know the articles this week well Vince McMahon wants to be the first one uh to be back with fans shouldn't everybody want to be like. Shouldn't every company want to be the first one back with fans? You don't want to do it unsafely, but it, like live gates make you money. Whether you're a concert, whether you're a, a, a theater, whether you're a wrestling company, whether you're a sports league, that that's where a lot of your you're seeing minor league sports across, you know, all sports canceling. The the hockey canceled, baseball announced this week they canceled. Why? Because minor league sports they make money at the gate. That's how the leagues make money. So. Every company should be should want to be the first one with people, but again, you want to do it safely because WWE tentatively had dates scheduled um, at a venue in Florida at the end of this month. Those have reportedly been scrapped or moved because it's not going to be safe in three and a half weeks to put even a couple of thousand people uh, in, in in an arena. So um, you know, it's funny how the news that Vince wanted to run those shows. Got a lot of play on social media. The ones about it being moved or postponed didn't get the same level. Um, speaking of shows that are being moved or changed, obviously because That's because Alvarez got off Twitter. You said that's probably why. <laughs> so we just took a break then again too. Um, the, the the two shows that are, that are kind of in play because of all of this. SummerSlam. It was supposed to be in Boston. Uh, the mayor of Boston uh, back. In, I think it was in, in March. I don't remember. I, I have no concept of time anymore. Um, yeah. But at some point, he said no large gatherings until September. So SummerSlam is in August. That's not, you know, that's before September. Um, so from the, 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 the Twitter account, WrestleVotes tweeted yesterday, uh, quote, recently asked for an update on SummerSlam. Source two or three weeks ago had said they were certain WWE would find a way to do it with an audience. Today, very much unsure. Uh, as badly as they don't want the event to be at the Performance Center, that is very much uh, on the table. Decision not yet imminent. So, um, obviously, SummerSlam is is the second or third week of August, uh, weekend of August. Um, the and 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 therefore, um, you know, at this point, if if I were a betting man. Um, I would uh I would bet on SummerSlam being at the Performance Center. For for yeah, the, I think that's the, for the majority bet. uh majority of the matches. Uh now Charlie just uh just sent a thing breaking news. Now I got to find the uh I got to find the I have uh I have not vetted this, but uh WWE officially has purchased uh evolve wrestling Ooh. 38 minutes ago here we go 38 minutes ago pw insider um wrestling uh, from mike johnson pw insider D- world wrestling entertainment has officially acquired ownership of the gabe sapolsky uh evolve promotion pw insider has confirmed it has long been the flagship promotion of Sai uh hamamoy's uh company 
World Wrestling uh, Network, WWN. The deal was closed after several months of negotiations. While there were rumors making the rounds that Evolve had been sold to WWE, nothing had been finalized until recently. So WWE, thank you, Charlie, for that one. WWE looks to have purchased uh, Evolve Wrestling, which I, I know we had we had talked about that a couple of weeks ago, um, that it looked like it was going that way, but uh, it looks like it is now official. Um, the uh, the library's probably worth it alone. There's a lot sure. of guys. And I think, what, back in what, 15, 16, they struck a deal to let the WWE, yeah, you know, scout their talent sort of well, thing. Well, uh, isn't Austin Theory had come through there, I Theory believe? Theory was an evolved guy, yeah. Um, and there's some others. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's tape library. I know they, you know, they aired the uh, the 10th anniversary show that went head-to-head with an AEW pay-per-view that got people all uh, up in arms or what have you. Um but uh, yeah, so okay, looks at looks at that. So yeah, I mean, SummerSlam more than likely. Um, pro- like I said, my my guess is going to be at the uh, the Performance Center. Maybe they'll they'll throw a cinematic match or two in there. Maybe they'll do something on the the roof of of headquarters uh, for a match or two. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll figure something out. They, they've they've done creative things here uh, over the last couple months and. Um, WrestlingNews.co reports that WWE uh, still has uh, hopes of having a Hall of Fame ceremony during uh, SummerSlam weekend. Obviously, that was bumped from from WrestleMania weekend because of everything. Um, It's, quote, very possible the ceremony may take place the weekend of SummerSlam. It uh, depends uh, on many factors, including travel restrictions, uh, uh, COVID-19 rules and regulations imposed by the government, uh, it has not been canceled for good. The Hall of Fame ceremony. There are people in the company um, who feel it won't need to happen inside the Performance Center. I mean, here's the thing, and I know um, you know, like the Bella Twins, they are both uh, very pregnant at this point. Um, so moving them around the country doesn't seem to be the most uh, safe thing to do uh, right now. But um, but here's the thing. I mean, we we American Idol. I know did their show via. Um, online record like the on, like the recordings. Uh, I'm sure America's Got Talent's going to be in the same boat. Um, y- I think you could do the Hall of Fame ceremony with people recording their speeches from home. Um, you know, if if you're if you're that intent on doing the on doing the, you know, if you want to bring in some people to the PC or or to headquarters or something like that, you can, but. I mean, you can still do it. You could do it SummerSlam weekend, uh, air it on USA, air it on the network, whatever. But you know, you don't. It's it's not something that you necessarily have to do in a venue with with fans. And let's be honest, it's sometimes the fans kind of take over these ceremonies anyway. So maybe this is well, a silver lining, blessing in disguise, sort of a thing. Now, I think uh, I think you got to have the fans present i mean i i get what you're saying but uh i don't know i guess you could do it you can do it yeah here's your award i got it usps or wherever i mean uh, if, if, you, if you're that intent on having it this year as opposed to rolling it over yeah so, that's fair. You, you'll probably do it without fans and if you have to have it this year. right because otherwise you know you're just gonna bump this class to next year and then do you do you do a bigger class or do you do you know do you have one class inducted on Raw, one inducted, you know, on Raw, one on SmackDown? Like, I don't know. 
Like, because if you get I mean, if you hold it to next year, you could do WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah, but if you're gonna do that, just do SummerSlam this year and and do it. Or do you know over, if Skype, maybe we maybe whatever. we can do shows with crowds at, by Survivor Series or by Royal Rumble. Um, you know, so so maybe hold this the 2020 class goes in Royal Rumble weekend, and then the the next class, and maybe that maybe you pull the pull the trigger on the Undertaker next WrestleMania. And just do the Undertaker next WrestleMania, so you don't have to. Right. But yeah, it's. I mean, again, this is. It's all going to be. It's all going to be dependent on what exactly happens with this fucking pandemic, too. Because we thought, you know, maybe by June we'll be okay. Maybe by July maybe. we'll be okay. Maybe by twenty twenty seven we'll be fine. <laughs> um, but uh, any other thoughts on, um. Any of the stuff around the the, the pandemic, like I, like it, you know, it, it was a, it was a, you know just it, it was a fucked up couple of weeks, and um and also too and 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 I I, I didn't I was going to mention more about it last week. Obviously, the the speaking out um movement over the past few weeks has 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 really taken a thing, and like I, I you know the, the, this is this is my my statement on it for for the people that um have shared their stories and they felt ready to share their stories. The victims who have shared their stories. Um, we stand with you. Um, the, you know, the, the, the things that have happened to you are not okay. Um, so, and for the, for the victims that are out there that haven't shared their stories, we also stand with you. Like nobody should be forced to share their story. No, there's nobody that should be outing somebody else's story as well. Um, so, like when when people are ready, they can tell their story. It's their story to tell. Um, but uh, you know, I I I, just, I, I didn't want to go this week without talking about this stuff with the pandemic and talking about the speaking out thing um, because it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot you know we use this as a we use this as entertainment and and wrestling is kind of an escape. But unfortunately, sometimes wrestling and reality meet head on, and we can't ignore it either. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, I can speak for almost almost everybody when you can lump the the COVID pandemic with um, you know predators and and rapists and 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 it's it's ruining professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, the world would be a lot better without them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean. Um... You know, just just following along everything. I know it's tough for for some people to see, you know, wrestlers that they they love, wrestlers they admire being called out on this, and and of course that's going to be tough. But, um, you know, even if you don't believe it, even if you think it's a lie, the last thing that you need to do is just like be vocal, be nasty about it, like let the stories be told. Um, you know, we need to start taking people at their word because a lot of these stories just get pushed aside. Uh, it's been happening for far too long and it's unfortunate. So, um, you know, I, I get it. it. It is unfortunate that a lot of wrestlers that, you know, I, I enjoyed watching in the ring, um, you know, hearing these stories about them. Uh, it's, it's tough to see, but at the same time, I mean, we, we can't just keep looking past all of this stuff you, you finally have to start listening start believing it and you know stop supporting the people that are doing shitty things as tough as it may be for you to to 
believe or understand or grasp, you know, if, if they're doing these shitty things, um, you know, from what I'm seeing online, you know, these stories being told that the victims are the ones being attacked. So it's not like, you know, what is them coming out telling these stories doing for them? You know, they're not getting money. They're not getting fame. They're, they're getting just more verbal abuse. So, right. um, you know, there, there's no reward for them to come out and do this. So it's, it's time we finally just start believing. Yeah. And I, I know from us, I mean, unfortunately, um, some of the people who have who have been outed as as uh, awful people and predators are people we've had uh, on this show, um, and and we've gone back uh, through the history of our show and we've removed episodes um, from our from our podcast feed that we've had on here, um, you know, and it sucks because it's it you know our our very first interview that we ever had on this show uh, turned out to be a real piece of shit, and sure did you know, and it sucks and and. Um, you know, so it, 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 you know, when, when, when things start coming out, this, this isn't, this isn't okay. Like the thought was like, well, do we leave them there? Because we didn't know at the time, but you know, um, I don't, I don't want that associated, uh, with us. So we, we, we did what, what, you know, we felt we should do. And, uh, and those, those are no longer on our feet. It was uh, it was our our first guest's goal to uh, to unionize the professional <laughs> wrestling business and and bring good brothers and sisters together and um, it's 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 the irony of him being the the catalyst and in, in a lot of this and bringing a lot of good brothers and sisters together on the other end right um, you know not not how how he ever intended or wanting to bring wrestlers together but uh you know absolutely did and i think careful what you wish like I said, for on the other end on the other side of this you're going to be left with a lot of a lot of good honest hard-working good brothers good sisters and then the professional wrestling especially on the independent scene um will be better for getting rid of the trash and and plotting forward um in, in a much more inclusive way than, than we've ever said before and I personally can't wait um, for for COVID to be over and to enjoy that sense of family that that you get from an independent locker room and, and independent wrestling fans and and you know just the the, the closeness that we get. So uh, you know it's it's, it's going to be great to know that some of the trash was removed, not all of it yet. Uh, but but I truthfully believe their their time will come. Yeah, because I th- I think too uh, we're going to um... be better off. Yeah, I think too. You know, coming coming out of of this, um, I, I think people are gonna hopefully, and then not everybody, unfortunately, um, because there's still gonna be bad situations. But I think um, the the hope is that the 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 people who are dealing with terrible people in our industry uh, will ha- will will feel more comfortable speaking up. And speaking out, and and people will listen to them, and there'll be more advocates for, especially female talent on every show. That would be great, um, uh, and and things like that. So hopefully, coming out of this, the business will be better because that, you know, it's obviously something that that needs it needs to be better. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, it will be uh, coming out of this. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's keep moving forward here. This week was the uh, the ninth 
anniversary of CM Punk's pipe bomb. Uh, obviously, one one of the more famous promo segments in uh, in the history of the business. Um, and uh, and and there was a great, uh, I think it's a Bleacher Report WWE, or it could have been from Fox Sports, where you had to pick three great promos to keep and the rest went away. But before we did that, uh, I want to talk about, like, did did the pipe bomb, because I saw people de- debating this on Twitter, did the pipe bomb really change anything? Like, it's 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 a... It's a legendary promo. We all remember Punk sitting there in the Stone Cold shirt and High Colt Cabana and all of that. Um, but but you know, nine years later, how much did it did it change? Now, I I can argue that without CM Punk, without maybe the pipe bomb, um, I don't know if we get Daniel Bryan World Champion WrestleMania. Um, you know, I don't know if the change to the smaller guy, so to speak, as a, as a, you know, leading candidate in the WWE, uh, happens. I don't know if AJ Styles necessarily ends up to the WWE without CM Punk. It could have, but you could maybe look to to that moment and, and Punk, um, you know, kind of, you know, rising to power, for lack of a better word, within the WWE, um, rising to popularity. Uh, I, I think change it, but like, you know, I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to say how much one promo really changed the business. Like, obviously, Austin three sixteen is one that probably changed the business. But you know, how much, how much do you guys think that the, the pipe bomb? changed the 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 business or the wwe i think you can argue that it changed the trajectory of the cm punk character and where he was going within the wwe um i think it solidified the the mentality of cm punk as kind of the voice of the voiceless i think you can use that argument though jim for most of the promos that were on the graphic that was shared um and just off the top of my head oh boy well we'll we'll, we'll just we'll we'll discuss those yeah okay i just don't know how many of them really changed the trajectory of professional wrestling not just the wrestler involved you can even argue that the cm or i'm sorry that the austin one that you brought up really just changed Austin's trajectory and then Austin made all of those changes. So how much does one promo talking segment really change wrestling? Okay. Matt. Yeah. I mean, I I think the the pipe bomb um, was kind of that official, like pulling back of the curtain, um, you know, for wrestling fans. So um, it, it, yeah, I mean, Ryan's right. It certainly changed a lot for CM Punk, but I, I think it it gave the fans a little bit more power too, in terms of how they were able to impact shows, not just simply with the CM Punk chance in exchange of like the boring chance, but <laughs> just um, you know to to give the fans the the wherewithal that that we are able to impact the show at all. I mean, because you know, 
Vince may deny it, but I mean, the, the whole Yeslemania is like very largely crowd driven um, just because oh, yeah. of the whole Occupy Raw segment. Um, and it, I mean, just I think if CM Punk doesn't make that promo, it doesn't linger as much with Vince to the extent that, you know, a couple of years later when, you know, he has this golden goose in Daniel Bryan that he doesn't like embrace that finally after like fighting it for so long. Cause you know, Vince, if nothing else is a real stickler for, you know, well, I know better than everyone. Um, and in the past he certainly did, but I think Punk's promo was a wake up call that like, Hey, you know, times are changing. Yeah, and 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 you know, I, I Charlie here says without the pipe bomb, I don't think you get guys like Brian Rollins, Styles, KO, Kofi, um, to the level that 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 they they are, or or in some cases they might not even make it to the WWE in the main roster. Um, he said he says I don't I think that promo should you don't have to be body guys like Cena uh, or Roman. Tim says could it be Austin changed the business then it started going back and then Punk rejuvenated a different aspect of it again. Yeah. I think that that's it. And, and you know, maybe that was part of the reason, um, punk wore an Austin shirt that night. I don't, you know, um, to, to kind of have that, that feel to it of, um, you know, I'm going to be in control of the show instead of Vince is going to be in control of the show where the fans are going to be in control of the show, as opposed to the WWE telling us what the show's going to be. And at times it, I mean, look at, and I think social media has played into that as well, but at times it's kind of bit the WWE in the ass, um, you know, and, and, and not just pointing the fingers at, at Roman Reigns, but, um, you know, we, we've seen backlash for, um, you know, for, for, for the pushes of Roman Reigns and, and to an extent Charlotte Flair, and there's different people who have gotten pushes over time, um, I'm not saying they're not worthy of them. Roman Reigns is great in the ring. Charlotte Flair's arguably one of the best female wrestlers of all time. Um, but uh, you know, it, it uh, you know when, when you when you give people the option to have their voice be heard, you know, and and obviously when when the McMahons and Triple H stand in the ring and you know you're the commissioner, we're not the commissioner. That that'll come back and bite you too. Um, but I mean, to, to that extent, I, I, I think that's even more telling because throughout the whole yes movement thing, they, they tried to just downplay the impact the fans had. Um, you know, they, they pointed out like how fickle fans can be as well and how, you know, we will latch on to something. I think they used the Fandango as the, <laughs> as the key like uh, exhibit A in, in terms of everyone loved doing, doing the whole like finger dance to Fandango. <laughs> but you know, when he went away, no one was really like, "Oh, um, I was." <laughs> you fucking you jerk! Don't so, be rude. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think that that was them trying to say, like, you know, you you don't have as much power as you think. And then the fans were like, "No," with with the certain wrestlers, we do, and and we sure. will fight for the right ones. Daniel Bryan being case in point i think you know the most over wrestler we've seen since stone cold is daniel bryan yeah i mean um i think there was finally a show once daniel bryan came back that, that we were able to be part of a yes chant because i know 
right after he won the the titles was when his uh there was a show that we went to and his and his dad had passed away and uh like from a fan standpoint obviously separating the you know the, it's horrible that but it was like you know we we were the, the, this yes movement was finally at like the, this this pinnacle he's finally like won the title and we're going to be part of this live crowd and then it's like Oh man, you know, so like, and, 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 you know, so, and, and I've obviously couldn't be happier that Daniel Bryan was able to come back from his injuries and, and like now he's, you know, the yes movement was a thing again. And, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it did, I think it did have an impact on, um, on what, uh, what the business was and, and, and where it went, you know, especially in the WWE. Nikki says she just recently forgave. CM Punk uh, for leaving. I was kind of one of those people too. Like I, I, I was, you know, for, over the the, the, the history of this, <laughs> uh, over the history of this show. Like you know, I, like I regularly was like, you know, because it was. I thought it was like I thought it was a shitty thing, but you know, everybody's kind I think of. This is the first time I've heard you call him CM Punk. You usually call him Phil. I usually call him Phil. Phil from Chicago. <laughs> Phil from Chicago. First time, long time. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean. I mean, he's kind of mildly back in the fold uh, a little bit on the show that got canceled, um, but uh, or at least changed. I guess that like they're hoping to still do some backstages uh, around like big pay per view weekends. But um, but then also there was there was a, a it was a nine promos, and you have to pick three to keep, and the rest go away. So it was uh, the Hard Times promo, Dusty Rhodes, uh, AJ Lee's. Uh, Total Divas promo, Mark Henry's fake retirement, Love it. the uh, the one night stand, Paul Heyman from ECW one night stand, uh, the pipe bomb obviously, Miz from Talking Smack, you know where he's looking in the camera, uh, Austin three sixteen, the Rock Armageddon one, which I think where he did all the impersonations, the I did it for the Rock, I think that's the one. And then the Randy Savage uh, cream of the crop um, promo. So, I mean, obviously nine really good ones. Uh, for me, the Austin 316 absolutely has to has to stay. Um, I kept the, the, the talking smack promo from The Miz. And the reason I kept that one, obviously I'm a big Miz guy, but that level of promo work... <laughs> That level of promo work with that much emotion, you don't see that a lot anymore. And that one, because of the type of show that Talking Smack was, it, it, like I mean, it was it was an interview show, but that nobody at any point in that show went to like that level. And it was like you didn't know is was this, and it was that it was that great thing from any promo. Where you question is this real or not? So like I I, I like I I, fr- I freaking love that one, and I think I, I I really do. I think my third one, um, is the Mark Henry retirement speech, the the re- the retirement promo because like it was like you know he's sitting there and he's talking about his kid and he's finally gonna go home and be with his son and he's crying and Cena's there and then he just just nails Cena and just drops him like a bad habit. And it was, it was, it was perk. Cause again, you're sitting there going, you know, and, and, you know, Mark Henry, 
obviously, I mean, he he has the longevity in the in the company, but like you never you never necessarily looked at Mark Henry and was like, wow, there's a guy that I'm going to really miss when he retires, and then he's retiring, and you're like, oh my god, like he had that great feud with Ryback. How could you be <laughs> upset about that? Um, you know, and it's like, holy shit, like. Th- this guy can't leave now. He's still he's still on top of his game, and then bam, he's right back in. It was so good. So those are my three to keep. So good that it took like two more years for Mark Henry to be back on WWE program. And <laughs> fuck him, he's part of the Big Show show. He will never make my list of anything ever again. Don't be rude. Hold on. Big Molly was okay. Come on, man! Uh, Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm only on episode two. Okay, Mick Foley and uh, Mark Henry are definitely not in the Big Show show. <laughs> definitely not. I was going to say, I mean, I'm glad you, you quantified that. If it was important to Jim, he'd have watched it already. That, that, is, that is true. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you saying any involvement in the Big <laughs> Show. Yeah, Mick Foley was fine, though. He's still on my, uh, one of my oh. Mount Rushmore's. Um Absolutely awesome, 316. That should be everybody's number one. There should not be a list without that in my humbled opinion that is probably no, you don't need to be iconic. humble about it it should be on everybody's list if, if, it, if it's not i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul that's fair <laughs> that's fair it absolutely is um i just recently watched one night stand and and paul Heyman cut a skeeting probe really did it was so good um, his, his whole this is ecw and and it really probably goes back to nobody bought Paul Heyman shit more than Paul Heyman did. And, and, and he was a great, great promo. Not in my top three. My top Kobe. three are hard times just from the, the depth of what that promo talks about. Um, and I didn't, I never watched it live. It was only recently sure. that, that I really discovered that, but that just the, the emotion in that is something totally different. Uh, the pipe bomb, I think for what he did uh, to CM Punk. Um, and then I think you talk about modern day, Austin 316s, that was CM Punk's pipe bomb. Austin 316 would be my third. I would say Talking Smack if I could say four, because watching that live, you knew something special was happening. Yeah, I think we, I think we oh, were watching this that. It happened all the time. This is really good. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, so, you know, because Daniel Bryan storms off. Miz. He takes a shot about him being hurt, being him, him being weak. Daniel storms yeah. off and, like, oh, just. So I'm going to have to go watch the, the it tonight belt, after. The belt on the glass table, I can oh. still hear it. Ah, so good. It was really, really good. That'd be my number four. So if I if I get a bonus, I'm um, saving Mizzy Boy. Very good. Matt, how about yours? Um, Austin 316, for sure. Very good. Um, you know, I mean, the, the dawn of the Attitude Era, uh, which you know made us all fans. So how can we not say that one? Um, pipe bomb for me for all the reasons I said earlier, just in terms of you know fan involvement, changing that direction, and in terms of changing direction, my third one has to be the Total Divas promo because that really solidified the women's revolution and got us to where we were going to be. Like, did the four horsewomen like take off as much as they did without AJ Lee just finally saying like? let's be done with this whole diva shit and actually like talk about women wrestling. Um, you know, take out Nikki and Brie like squawking on the side, like 
Don't you dare take that tone with me. Say that to our faces as she's literally saying it to their faces. Um, like that didn't even take away from the whole promo for me of what AJ was doing in that moment of like just taking like what she kind of like started on Twitter with like a simple tweet and turning it into so much more. Um, so in terms of direction, that that would be my third. And my fourth would be hard times um, for all the reasons that Ryan stated is, I mean, it's just just phenomenal stuff and it is really tough because all nine of these are just so good like i you know my my username right now is jim is drunk again because i questioned your choices but um i mean i loved every single second of that mark Henry thing i wouldn't put it in my top three but i i just watched it like the other day and just still was like laughing until i cried like someone was chanting may young at him <laughs> and i mean the so salmon like the like, salmon jacket too come on like it's, it's all jacket. he's a it's that's, all a, that's a big man wearing a salmon jacket that that, that gets respect for me that gets and respect I, for me and no one saw i mean okay a few people probably saw the world's strongest slam coming i did not see that no, coming. i didn't i thought it was no. just heartfelt like Mark Henry, Olympian wrestler, like hanging up the salmon jacket, going home, loosening the tie. Honey, I'm home. And all of a sudden he just hugs on world's strongest life. World's that, that strongest like life. And I think that's part of it too that makes it better is that it that he did it to Cena. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Matt, you said that would be number nine on your list. That would be I the bottom know, number nine, but I mean, whoever made the list picked like the Great nine promos. promos that you have to pick. What is what is your number nine? Because that's really tough. Yeah. Man. Um. Honestly, I'll probably put Armageddon at nine because there's other rock promos that I liked more than that one. Right. F- for me, it was it was it was rock doing his shtick, doing it well. But we've seen that, I think, multiple times in segments of The Rock. So, yeah, I agree. That would have to be my numero. I'm going to drink a big glass of milk. Like, that's from that promo. Rock? Was that from the milk? Yeah, because it was was, was Rikishi, Kurt Angle, Austin, and and Undertaker were the the guys he was in that match with. So, Rikishi, it was, I did it for The Rock. Undertaker was one more time. You, go, you know, he does the sit up. Austin, he puts the Austin hat on. Um, you know, drink a couple of Steve Weisers, and then yeah, when Kurt Angle, I'm gonna drink a big glass of milk. Um, for me, for me, would would hard times would probably be number nine because that's the only one on the list that I didn't watch live. That's the only, like, that's the only one, you know, and, and because, and I mean, it's. I get it. I totally get that. You don't want to be the guy coming in too late <laughs> on something that everybody else already knows about. Like, I um, mean. I co-sign that, Jim. If, you, if, you, if you're judging it solely on promo quality, it's higher. But I didn't, I didn't experience that one in live eyes. Like Austin three sixteen, I did the Armageddon one. I did. I mean, cream of the crop. I didn't. I like. I so that one probably be lower on my list than some, but the other ones I was either watching or or was a active watcher in in that period of time 
when it happens. So that like that when when I'm watching something as it happens, it has more of an impact on me. Fair, that's fair. So that that that's why I because they're 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 all tremendous in their own right. And to be fair, the retirement isn't necessarily a promo. Um, you know, he's not like cutting that. It's just, it's just one of the the WWE's sure. Oh my god, moments. But I mean, still, the whole thing, production wise, was so good. It, it has to be. It almost high. becomes a promo because it was it wasn't real. You know, right. I mean, apparently, because I've heard Mark Henry talk about this on like Busted Open Radio and things like that. That apparently leading up to it, he was ready to retire. Like, it, like his plan at the time was he really was retiring, and then they kind of came up with this idea, like, well, what if you go out there and and do this, and we kind of give you this run? And he goes, okay. He's like, yeah, sure. Like, who, who's going to turn okay. down? Like, who's going to turn down like a main event spot? Like, going going at John Cena? Like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, like apparently it it that originated because he was ready. Uh, he was ready to retire. Um, and he's joked, you know, I know he joked in his hall of fame speech and even another time, like how, you know, cause he has lost a considerable amount of weight since, uh, since that time, how like he would swim in that salmon jacket, uh, if he put it on today. Um, Charlie says his three would be Austin punk and dusty. Uh, Tim's bummed out cause the Shane Douglas throwing down the ECW title promo didn't make it. I think probably, and I know the dusty one wasn't, but, uh, that wasn't technically a, a WWE promo, but a great moment uh, nonetheless. Charlie also loves Sting's promo with his back to the hard cam after War Games. Um, Nikki says she saw it coming and did not like the Mark Henry uh, fake retirement speech. Mm. So, um, which did again, she liked the jacket. That's the real the, the salmon jacket. She she if does not like say jacket. if she liked the if she liked the jacket or not. Yeah, we we need right. that answer. I mean, I, you, you can you can dislike the, the sure, overall moment, but, but if you jacket, you know if you if you dislike the salmon jacket, then then we I think we're gonna have some problems. This podcast here. might not be for you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we embrace all the listeners we get, but Nikki, if you didn't like the salmon jacket, then we will you know have to wish you the best on your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's uh, let's hit a couple of news items, and uh, oh, Lou, Lou says the uh, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. The Scott Hall uh, when he went to Nitro. Um, Nikki said she did like that he slammed John Cena, so I think I think okay. you'll be okay here. I think you'll be okay here, Nikki. Right. <laughs> we could take some shots at, at Big Match John. I think you'll like it here. Uh, all right, couple of uh, news items, and then we're gonna uh, get out of here. Uh, of course, te- uh, one of the big pieces of news in the last couple of weeks: Tessa Blanchard released from Impact Wrestling, and now the big question is where will she end up? Uh, the latest uh, on her status that um, a source close to Blanchard told Talksport they believe WWE is quote her likely landing spot. Dave Meltzer also reported a couple days ago WWE are interested. Seems as though they are gauging Blanchard's interest too. The source said they didn't believe Tony Khan and AEW are interested in uh, in Tessa Blanchard. Of course, uh, part of the reason that uh, she was released um, accusations of racism and bullying, as well as them not being able to come uh, to terms on her because she is in Mexico now, 
um, and and obviously travel some travel issues with the with the pandemic, um, not able to come to any sort of an agreement uh, with being able to appear at shows for Impact. Um, but of course, many of the allegations coming to light at the start of this year, WWE did not sign her after initially having her uh, in the twenty uh, in twenty sixteen because of quote attitude issues. Uh, WWE may believe that she has grown since then. We're curious to find out if she has at the very least. Uh, and they seem to be front runners to securing her services, if not by default. Um, I mean, here's the thing. In terms of in-ring talent, um, she's really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not you're not going to make her the world champion of your company uh, if she is not good. Uh, but for me... Um, the WWE has so much great female talent in the company right now. Um, I, I mean, off the top of your head, you've got Tamina, you got Nia Jax. <laughs> I mean, where would you put her? Um, you know, you you called up Shayna Baszler. She had this incredible run in the Rumble, Elimination Chamber. She doesn't win the title at WrestleMania, and she is disappeared you call up or move bianca belair from nxt to raw now she's on main event <laughs> um you have so much great female talent in raw Natalia. on smackdown on nxt um you know even in nxt uk which there's questions of whether or not nxt uk is going to be a thing anymore so if they're not, you can bring some of that talent here. I just, for me, I don't see why you need to bring Tessa Blanchard into the fold. I mean, the matches would be great. Not going to lie. I think we've we've talked about on this show, like a Charlotte versus Tessa Blanchard feud would be spectacular, be historic when you tie in the four horsemen and all of that stuff. Unfortunately, you're not going to have Tully in the mix with Rick on the other side. Uh, you know, because Tully's over in AEW, but like the matches would be incredible. I just right now I don't think you need to bring. And again, if the, if the allegations are true, why bring that into your locker room right now? J- ju- just for quality matches. I, I, for me, I don't need her in the WWE. Yeah, Jim, I agree. I think the. Uh... I don't know. Just my gut feeling that Impact was was aware of what she had said, and, and some of the allegations didn't really do anything. Uh, and then once you know the conversation started happening, yeah, I think it got touched on again. They got rid of um, Joey Ryan. They were somebody else that they got rid of. Uh, Elgin, Michael Elgin. Elgin. Oh, Elgin's gone too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, from from allegations there that. They just they had enough. They didn't want that to be blown in that they have a champion that that you know said racist remarks or anything like that. Um, they use the fact that she is in uh, Mexico or whatever and not able to communicate or send video packages up appropriate. Whatever they said to like PC get rid of her. Um, I don't I don't know why you would want to bring that to the WWE. Unfortunately, I mean here's the thing. I don't they they the the there was a lot of allegations that came out the week before she won the the, the world title correct so 
they impact was aware and chose chose to because I think leading up to that match, Sammy Callahan, like I think the writing was on the wall. Tess is going to win this match. Then the allegations came out. Then it's like impact. You have the you have the option to change course here. They didn't, and you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, they they chose not to. And you know, now you know that you know as the landscape changes, they they were able to they were able to go ahead and and do that um, yeah. when they probably should have done it beforehand. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Impact's decision making has never been their strongest suit. Not to you know, kick it <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, nothing more news to be said on that. Um, I don't. I don't want to see Tessa Blanchard in WWE. I think we probably will eventually at some point, just for like a single match, possibly. I hope not. Um, just because of like everything else going on, and I think like the timing of it just kind of lined up. Like, hey, we fucked up a few months ago. Let's let's finally just make things right and just part ways while we can and blame it on, you know, whatever PC thing we can make up to blame it on. Um, like we said earlier, you know, this is probably not the end of, of these things happening, unfortunately, as more things will come to light. Um, so it's just something that we're going to all have to, you know, embrace, not embrace, but just deal with that. Um, you know, the wrestlers that we like, the wrestlers that we enjoy watching in the ring, some of them are just kind of shitty people. And, um, you know, we'll have to prepare to just not see them as much in the ring and just deal with it. So um, if I never see Tessa Blanchard in the ring again, I won't leave this point. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. AEW probably, I mean, needs, and I put that in quotes, her more than WWE does. But I would have I have no problem with her not landing elsewhere, like anywhere. And it's like the sad thing, I think she's only like what twenty six, twenty five, something like that. I mean, she's she's like crazy that, yeah. young, crazy talented. But you know, it just uh, you know it. it I, I when enough people are are singing that song, you have to listen to the song. Sure, yep. sure. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You know, and, you know, if in a year or two, if, if she's, you know, kind of admitted she fucked up and, you know, has, has proven that she's not that person, then maybe you revisit it. But right now, I mean, first off, can she even, can she even come in from Mexico? Like with, with, with the travel restrictions with the pandemic. So like right now, you know, I, I, you know, because we haven't seen, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Roode and a couple of other WWE talent that are stuck in Canada. Um, you know, so right now I, I don't think you need to, to, to bring her in at all. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Nikki says she, WWE doesn't need her. Um, Charlie says if they're moving EO and Rhea to raw or SmackDown and they, uh, and they want to reload NXT women's roster, they don't need her. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, like Charlie says, how can she not send promos? Adam Cole sent promos from his backyard in Lancaster. Um, 
yeah, Tim, you know, she was in their May Young Classic. Um, but that, but that was it. They ended up not signing her. Nikki says she watched this whole podcast at work and it was worth it. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, wherever you watch or listen to us, we appreciate you, uh, joining we, me. We and actually expect more of that. We don't want you to work, get paid and listen to exactly. us. Exactly. That's, That's the best. That is the best way to do it. Uh, all right. Roman Reigns was recently interviewed by the Hindu times during this. He spoke about his current hiatus from the WWE. He said, for me, I just had to make a choice for my family. The company has done everything that they can do to make it the safest work environment possible. It is not the workplace that I was necessarily concerned about. Uh, the decision was uh, taken mainly because each performer travels so much. We're all in such a diverse group from all over the place. I'm not convinced and I can't trust the fact that everybody is taking it as seriously and locking themselves down at home like I am. I trust my life with my coworkers every time I step foot in the ring, but I can't put the same trust when it has my children, my wife, and my family involved. But I don't want it to come off as I'm taking a stand against the company at all because I love the WWE. I've been a part of this company uh, just since I was a little boy. Um, that's why I always take it so personally when I represent them. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, because there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of rumor and speculation about um, Roman taking this time off and is the WWE happy with him and they're intentionally cutting him out of the Brock Lesnar uh, vignettes leading up to WrestleMania, and then he's right there on the poster, Money in the Bank, and he's part of the Last Ride documentary and the tribute to the Undertaker that the WWE cut uh, for SmackDown, and for uh, they aired it on Raw this week. Um, here's the I don't think I don't think there was ever any heat on Roman Reigns, and and obviously if you look over the past uh, 10, 14, 17 days. Um, it turns out Roman was uh, probably ahead of the curve a little bit, um, when it, when it, in, in terms of the WWE, um, you know, and you're talking about a guy that, you know, has battled cancer numerous times as well. So it's not just him, you know, if, some, if he gets sick, you know, there he's obviously he's in, he's in tremendous shape. Um, but that, you know, that you never know what this disease is going to do, uh, if you get it. So, um, We've said from the beginning that, that, that you know, we we support Roman Reigns. Like, I, I know, like, just watching Raw or, or SmackDown at different times, there, there there's definitely points where I'm like, and, you know, if you go back into the, to the thick of, like, the Roman Reigns push when it was constantly, you know, Romans being shoved down our throats or whatever, uh, there was there was points where we're like, man, what I wouldn't give for, uh, you know, just him to – it's kind of take a breather. And I think, you know, overload on any superstar, you know, I, like the, the, the argument of time off is always, always a big one, but you know, there's definitely points where I, where I, I'm audibly like, wow, I, I miss, I miss seeing Roman Reigns, um, because love him, hate him, uh, you know, tired of seeing babyface Roman, whatever. Um, you know, he's kind of become such a huge part of what the, the WWE programming is, uh, over the past couple of years. And then when he got sick and he was able to come back, it was like, man, um, you know, now, you know, that unfortunately has kind of been cut short because um, he had to step away. But yeah, it, it, it was the smart thing to do. Um, but uh, I, I was, not, I was glad to, to see at least in some form that Roman was, uh, was spoke out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then lastly, I didn't know that was coming to me. I'm sorry. That that's was fine. A complete thought. Uh, Matt, Ryan, I, 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 if there's any other thoughts on. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's he's got a family. He's got kids. He's, he does have kids. He does have kids. Him and Rhino. And has to look out for himself too. Um, you know, probably the weekend, you know, system at this point. Um, you know, you, you can't Superman punch everything away, big dog. So I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Um, you know, not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but I will never knock what he did throughout this whole thing. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Owens uh, posted a video. Um, his mother-in-law, I guess, uh, had had passed away because um, of COVID. Uh, so there was a the video that he posted. I, I recommend every. It's on his Twitter. Um, go watch it. Like it, it, whether you um, are in support of of masks and social distancing and all of that, but particularly if you're not, um, go watch that video. Uh, because that's like a first-hand account of, of watching somebody who's had their life taken because of this thing. Um, so I know Kevin Owens has taken some time away uh, because of the positive test as well. There's been a couple other people. Um, so, yeah, anybody that does that, I'm I'm 100% uh, in support of it. Charlie asks, has anyone seen the recent vignettes uh, EC3 has been putting out? Yes, I posted one, the, the AEW one to uh to the the facebook page earlier today um he's saying i don't know where he's ending up you know he's he's hinted you know or, or but the the vignettes are incredibly done uh so i will i'm interested to see where he actually lands i think it's only a couple of weeks away now um when the uh the 90 day uh no competes uh run out so um looking forward to see where he lands but then last night on uh on AEW, <laughs> they uh, they announced um, next week after Fighter Fest, AEW will apparently put on a puppy battle royale. Uh, an advertisement aired during last night's episode, which hyped the AEW puppy battle royale will happen for the first time next week. Um, the countdown was shown in the ad, which ended with cute dogs in a wrestling ring. Uh, as of right now, I have no idea what this is. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued because I love dogs and I love wrestling. Um, but, uh, do we have any guesses (laughs) of exactly, do we, do we think it is strictly like the, uh, the puppy bowl that airs on Super Bowl Sunday? Do we think it's something along those lines, but like with dogs in like a, a wrestling ring looking, uh, on like a wrestling ring set or what, what, what do you think that the puppy battle Royale is? They're going to lure you in with some cute puppy action. And then the heel's going to come out and, and, and interrupt it. Or I'm not saying they're going to do anything to the puppies. Cause I don't think they're going to kill any puppies or anything crazy <laughs> like that. MJF's going to come out, and just stop a, a little chihuahua <laughs> straight on the head. What the <laughs> hell? That was the Jake Roberts comes out with, uh, <laughs> With Lance Archer and a snake just to eat the puppy. I don't know. Something bad will happen, but um, something bad will happen. MJF will feed the puppy mixed with Chinese food to... Oh, no. What was that dog's name? Pepper. 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 <laughs> um, like, Wait, was it Al Snow or the Big Show? Or, uh, Al Snow's dog. Al Snow's dog, Pepper. Al Snow's dog. Uh, Charlie Pepper. says 
Charlie says not the Jerry Lawler type of puppies. I, I would assume not, but then again, they have like bikini clad women at ringside for no sure reason, did. for no reason whatsoever. Um, which like, here's the deal. I, I like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm not angry about, but like, I found that very strange from like the company that is, that is kind of taking this, um, all inclusive, like it just feels like it, it like the just bikini, bikini clad women for no reason just seems. No, I, I mean, it's a, it's a knockoff, a ripoff of Firefest, which was going to be held in the Bahamas. Okay, see, I don't, I I don't get that. To me, am like, I right? Is that I think the reasoning behind it? I guess. I mean, they've had them at they they like they also had them at the um at at. at uh, all out I think they've they had like bikini women like just up on the state they've had like and again I'm, I'm not I'm not a fet, like it just it feels odd from AEW the name is uh, a parody of the fraudulent fire festival uh that that was supposed to take place at the Bahamas oh. it's a documentary on the Netflix Jim you can watch it put it in your queue oh see maybe oh, I should dude. check that out and I'll be I'll be more aware um more woke more woke um, but like, like, here's the deal. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Like I said, I'm very intrigued by the, by the, by the, uh, puppy battle Royale. I will, I'll be, I'll be checking out whatever, whatever it is, but like, and I, and I, like, I, I've seen, you know, I, I, I saw people, uh, cause I was, I was, I, I watched AEW live last night and I then I watched Smackdown or uh, Smackdown NXT after and I saw people like oh this is neat this is cool and I'm like like here's the deal and I don't like to be this guy but I'm gonna be this guy for like five seconds if the WWE oh he loves to be this guy <laughs> if, if the WWE announced a puppy battle royale the reaction would be very different than the AEW announcing a puppy battle royale truth true or false true or false in your opinion the reaction would be true. very different it is true it is true i mean at this point it's probably going to be similar i don't know about that i don't know about that i just I, I, you're thinking people are so much more forgiving of AEW than they really are at this point i mean at this point in AEW's life, I think they're past the point of like, oh, hey, it's different. Like, I think they're being judged on a similar grading curve at this point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think it's it's the gap is closing. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. The gap is closing. But I feel like I feel like people are uh, realized AEW is a sports entertainment program. No different than what you're going to get from the WWE. 100% um, at sports entertainment. At the same time, I do think this is almost expected from AEW. I mean, if it's true, it's their, one of their pay-per-views that knock off of a failed fraudulent festival in the Bahamas. <laughs> like, it's a joke. It is what it is. Uh, I really do believe this will become a, I don't want to say a storyline, but a launching point for another angle. Um, they're not just going to have puppies in the ring for no reason. Right. They want you to think that that ain't gonna happen. Jake the Snake Roberts gonna feed some snakes next week. <laughs> um, but he, like I awesome said, Awesome Kong just comes out. 
fucking smash them. Something's gonna happen. Like I said, either way, I'm watching. You know, I got. I, I'm. 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 I'm fine. Like I. I enjoy AEW. Um. I. I think they've been. They've been hitting on all cylinders very well. Yeah, um, the the gap's closing. Sure. <laughs> especially especially during the, the the empty arena shows. I think they they've they've done uh very well uh with with the the circumstances laid at them. Did did they announce fight for the fallen just for the John Moxley thing? Because that's now the 15th. So it was it was Fighter Fest, Fighter week Fest one week two. for the next two weeks. Yeah. And the following week is Fight for, fight the, fallen. for the Fallen, yeah. On TNT the same way it would normally it's yeah, fight, it's a place of their time yes, yeah fighter fest i believe if i if i if i remember correctly from last year fighter fest was in june because uh, uh double or nothing was may and then you had fighter fest was free in june and then fight for the fallen was also free in july and it was uh you could donate and it they went to went to charity which i think they're doing again they um, are correct. It was July thirteenth last year. Yeah, so, okay. so I think like this year, I think they're doing it for COVID relief. Um, gotcha. And then all out was in, in in August. So obviously they they things got jacked up this year because of the pandemic. Um, so they did they did fighter fest and and I somebody today and I think it might have even been our our friend Frank um, said that uh, like WWE will probably launch like. NXT off Slamboree on the fifteenth, just to just to counter. Which I'm I'm here again. I'm here for it, like because people are like, oh, WWE just did the, the Great American Bash to counter Fighter Fest. Yes, that that that's exactly what they did. They You're right. A better show competition makes better programs. Right, exactly. They saw right? one side has a free pay per view, so I'm going to give you a free pay per view. Fighter Fest was two weeks. You know what? I think we're just going to do Great American Bash for two weeks. How about we do that? So I would not be shocked if they come out at some point this week and announce that the 15th, maybe not because it's the charity show, so maybe they, they, they won't. But I wouldn't be shocked either if it, they came out with Slamboree or, uh, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but I know, like, Seth Rollins this week was like, you know, I want him to bring back Halloween Havoc in in uh, October. Like, why not? Like, let's have a little Hell, fun yes. here. Let's have a little fun. You own all of this. These names. Use them. Do like, it. here's the thing. SummerSlam? Do a show on the beach. You don't even, like, you don't have to have fans there. But do, like, make it, you know, SummerSlam bash at the beach. Because we're just, we're just throwing taglines on pay-per-views anyway. Extreme Rules Horror Show. SummerSlam bash at the beach. Why not? Like, let's get a little creative here and put the ring out on a fucking beach. Like, like you know, make make it something a little bit different, maybe. Um, Just do it. Charlie says, if Tony Schiavone doesn't say quote puppies, Jr., then I'm 100 percent done with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh, he gets a he gets a Kobe taker if I can get my fucking mouse over to that screen. Uh, Kobe. Um. Oh, Cody owns Bash at the Beach. That's right. I you know. Well, then call it that SummerSlam Beach Bash and give Cody the middle finger. I loved Cody's shirt last night, by the way, which was a play on the original Great American Bash logo. I want that I want that shirt to be up on uh, pro, pro Wrestling Tees um, as as well. So, um, but yeah, like, I, I, I love the competition. I love the back and forth stuff. I, I want more of it. Like, that, this is exact. This is what we signed up for 
when exactly like when uh, when you put the both shows on Wednesday night, this is what we wanted. This is what we signed up for. And if both companies are going to be better because of it, then why not? I want all of it. Um, do either of you guys have anything to add? Otherwise, we're going to close this out. I do want to add, I really, really enjoyed night one of Fighter Fest. I thought we saw Penelope Ford's best match. That match was fantastic. Um, since she has signed with AEW, maybe not her best match on the indies, uh, but absolutely fantastic match. I thought her and Sheeta clicked really well. It was a really, really good match. Uh, man, I, I don't think I didn't enjoy any part of Fighter Fest. I'm about halfway through Great American Bash. Um, Both shows. We're, we're got very good up with work a little bit, but uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I thought the tag match to uh, end Fighter Fest was really solid too. Maybe, maybe the best friends, best match we've seen on AEW. So everybody brought it. Um, I just can't wait till we start seeing these and the fans can again get out of COVID. We're gonna get past Fucking this, COVID. Uh, but have fans like appreciating what they're seeing in the ring. And I hope fans aren't. I don't know fucking douchebags about it uh when when they come back i really do let's not be douchebags now let's wear masks social distance so we can get to that point hashtag don't be a douchebag um the only thing i didn't watch from last night yet was uh the main event uh to nxt the the sasha and eo match because I was like starting to fade, like I was getting that moment where like the eyes were getting a little heavy, and I'm like, from 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 all accounts, this match was spectacular. So I don't, uh, I don't want to like miss it. So um, that I need to I need to catch up on. Uh, otherwise, the 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 rest of the show, uh, both shows were really really good. Um, Matt, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Um, a couple more Three Count Thursday Mad Libs are up on the YouTube page. Go ahead, check them out. There will be another one tomorrow uh, at 5 o'clock p.m. A uh, friend of the show, Samira, is going to be taking on Mad Libs. Aha, uh, our old friend Samira, huh? I have a couple scheduled for next week, including friend of the show, Brittany, uh, from Aha. down in going to be joining us. We need to have her on the, the show. Now, like, yeah, we we'll set that up. Yeah, we need uh, to set that up somewhere. Or Maybe uh, where I'm at. So. let's uh, let and we'll we'll just we'll talk business on air here. But um, not uh, not next week, but maybe the following when we when we preview uh, Extreme Rules, the horror show, because she Ooh. has always been part of our uh, our pay per view prediction shows. So Matt, uh, thing. I'll I'll mention it uh, when we record. Um, so we've kind of taken a pause on the interviews, replacing them with the Mad Libs for now. Just a quick, easy way. It's a fun thing that we can do for you guys, um, mainly because the interviews, we try to, like, plug wrestlers' cup, upcoming events. There's none of that really going on right now, unfortunately. So um, anything we can do to bring content to you, um, it's a quick, easy thing. So um, this week it was Trish Adora and Rebel Kell, and like I said, Samira tomorrow. So um, And all of the... The three count Thursday Mad Libs are saved on a playlist on our YouTube page. So youtube.com slash three count Thursday. Check those out. Uh, give everyone that we have had on the show a follow. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at three CT, the letter A. Philly as in Philadelphia, the number eight. So three CT affiliate. And as I said on Sunday through the Undertaker show, we have been taking kind of a pause on our Instagram in terms of the woman of the week. A lot going on in in the wrestling world and just in general um so we're just 
taking some time, let everyone just focus on what's important for now. Um, but on Sunday, we will be back with a new Woman of the Week. Start off the quarter three of 2020. Let's hope it's the best quarter of this shitty year. So I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, I mean, it's it's the the bar hasn't been set very high uh, to beat it. I was really bummed out Tim didn't join us this week because one of the other uh, clips I added to the board was. I don't think so, Tim. Um, and I'm really bummed out that I didn't get to use it this week. Uh, but uh, there, there's there's always time uh, for that. But yeah, I, I'm glad I could pop you guys with. Uh, thing sucks. Do it live. Um, which uh, which we always do here, Ryan. Uh, this way. Wait, where are you? This way. The cameras are all backwards. Ryan, let people know. Matt's down here. Ryan's over here, and I keep I keep losing my hand. Let people know where they can follow you if they want to uh, follow R-Y-N, you. R-Y-N, and then the word uh, Eagle, R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. Uh, apparently that's only on Twitter, not on Instagram. Um, thanks for the heads up on that, Matt. Um, I don't know. You can follow me, whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I'm just tweeting out. Uh, I work in the public. I see a lot of douchebags without masks on. I, I judge you when you when you walk around without your mask on. I don't know who you're trying to impress, but it's not impressing me. I assume you have a very small penis. Um, if you want to not wear a mask, or you have some sort of I don't know. I just I judge you. Know that I judge you. Know that I think you're being a douchebag. Um, and you can do your part by just wearing a mask. It's not a hard thing. Hashtag don't be a douchebag. So every day I'm tweeting about wearing a mask. That's all I tweet about right now because Hashtag wear the fucking mask. Hashtag wear the fucking mask. I think wear wear a damn mask is like trending on Twitter. So uh, I think that's the hashtag that I, that I went with on, on the Twitters. But uh, it's not hard. Just uh, just uh, try not to be douchebags. Let's help each other out a little bit. And um, like here's the thing. Not wearing a mask is the wrong frame of mind. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, but like here's the thing. It's wrong. Like Let's just let's just imagine like a year from now when hopefully this fucking pandemic is over and we can go back and we can we can study it and we can figure out exactly things that were right, things that were wrong, things that didn't do anything. Let's imagine a year from now we can figure out guys, maybe a ma- maybe masks didn't didn't help at all even though they've been proven that it helps not spread the thing. Let's just pretend that the masks don't do anything. At worst, you have to put a mask on your face. At worst, you just wear a mask. That's it's it. It's not even a big gasp. That's it. And here's the thing. You can find them for your favorite movie, your favorite sports team, your favorite wrestler, your favorite pattern. Like, I have a green and white plaid one. I have a Dallas Cowboys one, I have a Washington Capitals one, and I have wrestling ones. And I have some with like this weird gray silver pattern. I don't know what the pattern is, but it looks cool. You know why I bought it? Because it fits my fat fucking head, okay? Giant. But like at worst, all I have all, all, all I have to do is I, I my mask might not match my clothes. Big fucking deal. At at best, I'm going to keep somebody from getting a deadly fucking disease and myself as well so like i it's not hard to do that part to like and i'm not sure i'm not, this and how is it political and i'm not and this i'm just gonna i'm gonna wrap up real quick how is it political it's 
You're helping somebody. It's the literal least thing you can do to help somebody. The least. That's it. The absolute least. The, the very least. They're not asking you to donate a million dollars. They're not asking you to go out and buy, buy food and clothes and donate them. They're asking you to get a piece of cloth and put it over your face. Literally, that's it. That's it. It's that simple. Wear the mask. That's it. I mean, you all are ugly enough without them. Put your fucking masks on. Right. You know, like that's all it is. Uh, Nikki, Charlie, Tim, uh, everybody that uh, that joined us here tonight. Devin, I know, was on a little bit earlier. Uh, thank you all for joining. We, we hope that you. Further. We hope that you. Yeah, he's changing his name. We hope that you subscribe <laughs> to uh, all of our social media: Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to our show, both a full show and the Three Count Thursday hot tags on all podcast platforms. Rate and review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go to threecountthursday.com uh, and check out everything Three Count related merchandise, our home network, and, and all of that. Uh, and until next week. Did someone say merchandise? Oh, yeah. Somebody did say. Merchandising, merchandising. Over at whatamaneuver.net, our collar and elbow brand deal, and much, much more. Until next week, guys, we sincerely hope you stay safe. We sincerely hope you wear the mask. Uh, and remember to always go for the pins.